Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, we're talking basketball, back channels, spring football, and recruiting uh, a high school yeah, player. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing? You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook and the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. With the only Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to see you once again, and we are wrapping up a week with some football thoughts to get to. We'll hear from offensive coordinator Zach Kitley coming up in just a moment. But first, wanted to wrap up the week by hitting the hoops radar. Some head coaching search thoughts. And we do actually have officially a new entry into the portal. So where do you want to start, Chris? You want to start with the guys in suits? Should we start with <laughs> uh, player movement as Elijah Fisher is in the transfer portal? Or all of the above, man. Take me anywhere you want to go. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I I think obviously, you know, uh, last night March Madness resumes and everybody kind of starts to, to focus on uh, some of the games that were played last night. Kudos to uh, Kansas State, uh, by the way, for advancing. But, yeah, we're still in the midst of kind of trying to figure out who the, the, the next coach is going to be. And I think that the, the, the second point you bring up is, as we wait, there's there's impatience from players out there on your team, elsewhere, or whatever. And so it, it's just that this is a tricky period of limbo here with, with no staff on, on hand in, in your facility. Uh, your, your coaching search uh, close to wrapped up, and, and, and yet – there's not you're not sure when closure is going to be here now let, let's connect some dots here though because I think people are smart enough to understand that North Texas has still got a game to play next Tuesday night if they win I think they play next like the following Thursday in Vegas um and so if if you're if you're of the belief me being one of those that <laughs> that he is the the guy you may not hear anything officially until let's say what Wednesday morning or Friday morning officially officially yeah I I do think that if if they've honed in on him and I do think that is what has happened here it doesn't mean he can't conduct business in the meantime however right wrong or indifferent. I, I think that Grant is about his team right now, and I think that is, uh, you know, the, the word the word it, 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 that's tricky because there's a lot of guys out there that if they're in the middle of something or if they agree to a deal or they're going to move jobs, they're out. I mean, like I'm, hey man, I got to go worry about the next thing, man. Forget, and, and I just don't. By all accounts. What he said to the media uh, and, and and everybody that's known him, he's just not. He he he's going to focus on North Texas and those kids until they have no more basketball games to play. 
again, right, wrong, or indifferent. You can agree or disagree, but that's just who the guy is. And so I think because look, Paul Mills is is taking the Wichita State job. Rick Pitino is off the table. Uh, I had I hadn't heard anything lately about Andy Kennedy, James Borrego. That, that was a name. I think uh, Randy Bennett is going to stay at St. Mary's. Uh, I think Chris Jans was uh, out of Mississippi State was a name, you know, in, in, into the week, if you will. But I, I believe Grant McCaslin has emerged as the winner of this race. And now we just kind of wait to, to find out if we're right there and to find out when when that becomes official, meaning that's when business can start to be conducted officially. Officially. So, yeah. That's yeah, the I, word. Anybody uh-huh. noticing the key word here? Officially. <laughs> I tried to kind of describe this yesterday, Chris, and maybe I did a poor job of it. Um, but kind of talking about, hey, obviously there is an agreement before anybody publicly or officially <laughs> is saying anything. People know we've got an agreement. They're interested. We're interested. We both said yes. And I think from a player perspective, because that's all I think we're really interested in. Sure, personally, as fans, we want closure. We want a resolution. We want to move on uh, to the next thing. But specifically, we are interested program-wise in keeping or getting players one of the others. I said yesterday, a coach is great, but if you got nobody to coach, what's he going to do? Twiddle his yeah. thumbs. It ain't X's and O's. It's Jimmy's and Joe's and Marquise's, apparently. Um, but I really feel like right now, if there was some in principle or behind closed doors agreement, that you would have probably some communication with those athletes, particularly the ones within your program, right? I don't know if it's Coach McCaslin himself, but Hocut womble somebody here's the coach guys this is it this is what is going to happen whenever the time is right publicly it'll happen publicly but this is what's going to happen i have to feel like those conversations can happen whenever that bridge has been crossed and you really know you've got something there am i wrong because i am trusting i guess in some sense then like 20 year olds to maybe keep a tight lip i but i have to feel like some of that has to be going on behind the scenes I, I think you uh, I think you answered your own question <laughs> like at the, at, the, at, the, at the very end yeah there, there there's just again depending on motivations <laughs> here and and you're trying to do right by you know wh- whoever it is sure I just think that you, you try to make that circle as small as you can hey look I, I've uh, you know, there, there are rumors out there about, you know, I think posted the, a lot of it posted on Red Raider Sports about, you know, have, have people been over at Friendship High School basically telling everybody that, hey, you know, McCaslin's kids will, will be coming here, uh, making them aware. Have I have have there been rumors that that Al Pinkins's kids have come home from school and be like, hey, they have a coach dad was offered. A, my dad was offered a job to stay here. Um, you know, and he was, I think, you know, recently photographed at, uh, at, at a football practice in Ole Miss with Ole Miss gear on. So um, have I heard that there's North Texas, uh, a staff member or two, like trying to get kids to come to Lubbock? Yeah, I've heard all that stuff. I've heard I've heard a variety of other things, too. Uh, <laughs> what a but, world college sports yeah, gives yeah, us, right? <laughs> yeah, but but I, I, I think it would be tricky to tell your players – you know, I think you could maybe give them um, uh, a timetable, uh, but you, okay. you're, you're, yeah, you're asking a lot, and I and I, I do think that it is fair to say 
Well, I'm trying to think of how the correct way to phrase this is. I, I think there's maybe some players that the folks involved with the basketball situation may be wanting to stay in contact with, and there's right. others they really are indifferent about. You, you, you feel me there? Do you understand? Yeah, what like that latter group calls, hey, have y'all heard anything? Nah, man, what's up? Nah, I heard nothing. <laughs> nothing going on over here, yeah. man. Nah, I yeah. got a phone call. What? I'll see you later. Yeah, yeah, I think there's two camps there. I, I think yes. most of us understand that part. Yes. <laughs> so, and, and, and I will say this. So, so I'm clear. Elijah Fisher is in is in the camp. I think that you would you would want to kind of keep him in the loop. I mean, he's I got an NIL deal. I think he's you know th there, there's different things going with him. I think he showed some serious upside. I mean, if you'd asked me this question and you knew where I was at on it, it, it you know in Mid, mid to late January, I would have said he's in over his head. This isn't really fair to him to put him, you know, in these spots. He's he's supposed to be a senior in high school. Right. But over that last, you know, month to six weeks when he got more playing time, I thought he made winning plays. He kind of flourished in limited minutes. It was very Both productive. The floor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think, Chris, before we move on uh, away from hoops, the, the Fisher thing on the heels of what was one of the greatest basketball games I've ever seen last night and certainly individual performances with uh, Kansas State and Marquise Noel. I, I'm sitting there watching that, and I don't know if you saw this, and I haven't fact-checked this myself, but I swear I saw someone say that nobody that played for K-State last night started their basketball career with K-State on the accurate. college level. Accurate. Is that accurate? Yes. That, that is wild to consider. Now, that may be an extreme case, but not as extreme as it once was. But I'm sitting here thinking, Chris, and we've got Elijah Fisher in the transfer portal. Boom, another five-star gone. Not all five-stars are created equally, clearly, as far as being instant impact guys. And when I'm watching K-State do their thug-dizzle, and I'm thinking, man, we got a five-star, another five-star hitting the portal. Why would you ever recruit a high school kid again? I, I don't even know how good they would have to be for me to want to invest resources, time, and energy into a high school I mean was it like top 20 players I don't know who can make an immediate impact among those types of guys particularly in the Big 12 conference and I like the long-term trajectory of Elijah Fisher sure but big picture this is another five-star prep level prospect that may not work out for you I don't know where he's going to wind up but I'm having flashbacks into Mari Burnett of course when you kind of dipped into that pond oh. McDonald's All-American yeah. all this stuff and Fisher is a year advanced yeah. as far as his timeline being a senior. You guys all, all know of that, I'm sure. But that K-State <laughs> reality yeah. hit me in a way. Maybe I didn't expect to be hit, Chris. And I'm just thinking about the future of recruitment. You and I have talked about it several times before on this show, man. It is changing before our eyes as to who you invest your time in uh, when it comes to trying to get guys trying to get guys to join your program. There is a there's a happy medium, I think, there at some level. And I think they maybe slanted a bit too much in roster building last year. Well, no, they, they just did. They slanted way too much toward youth. But if, if you if you think about last year's team, if, if Kerwin Walton and Demorion Williams were, were better and you hit on those two guys, it, it would have changed the dynamic of your team. And it also would have allowed for the Fishers, the Lamar Washingtons, even Pop Isaacs and Robert Jennings. I mean, just to ease into this deal, you know, if Fardos was healthy the whole time, you know, then then uh, obviously Jennings is, is allowed to ease into this deal. The tricky thing is, 
are they comfortable easing into this deal? Do they want immediate, right. you know, payoff and all those things? But th- there's – because, I mean, I, I, I go to last year's team, which was wildly successful, and and we all focus on Bryson, Adonis Arms, Davion Warren, all those kinds of guys. But remember, there's a lot of holdover and program-type guys like McCullough and Shannon that grew up and were here for the long haul. I think the key is, is you mesh it together. Uh, like, because Marquise Noel for Kansas State, that's a Bruce Weber guy. He's been there for for a period of time. Uh, came from one of the Arkansas schools, I believe. Uh, and so, um, but but I, I think to your point, this is this is the way it goes, and that's why culture, energy, those kinds of things, which is Jerome Tang has given that program, means so much because. You take a group, mesh it together, get them feeling good, and you need some pieces. I, hey, Desi Sills, he fouled out in that game, and I thought they, it hurt them at the tail end. But Desi Sills is a guy that played for Corey Williams and Eric Musselman at Arkansas. <laughs> he wanted to come here. Texas Tech didn't think he was good enough to come here. Now he's in the Elite Eight, and I think uh, doing pretty well. So, Yeah, and Musselman, that's what you get blasting those nips in front of kids, man. What are you doing? <laughs> Put your shirt on. Hey, don't Karma. get by 20 next time. Yeah. Karma is undefeated. <laughs> we'll see what the future holds for Elijah Fisher. I- I'd certainly love to have him back in yes. the mix. But yeah, th- there's like some phase of the highly decorated prep level prospect or-, or some layer where there's the reality. Can they actually contribute? Yes or no. And then there's the second thing, which is their reality. Well, should I have been able to contribute? And if I think so, but I didn't get the opportunity, boom, paya, I'm out of here. It's a wild, wild thing to observe. And you think about all the money, time, and energy that comes with attracting uh, an athlete. And whether or not it's going to be a 17, 18-year-old guy that you're putting that into, or maybe a 21-year-old guy who's already got a couple of seasons of college basketball uh, on his resume that you're putting it into, those are very, very difficult decisions to make. But... We'll see how it works out for those who are set to make them. You know, a head coach, assuming you will have one at some point in the future. We gave you that Locked on Texas Tech guarantee earlier in the week. We do believe, we're reporting at this time, you will hire another head men's basketball coach. We feel good about that still at this hour. All right, we're leaving hoops there by the side of the road. Moving onward as we're turning to offensive coordinator Zach Kittley. You'll hear from him coming up next, talking Texas Tech spring football O-line and speed, those sound like good things to have at your disposal, right? Well, maybe you do in 2023. We'll get to Coach Kitley coming up next on Locked On Texas Tech. But first, today's episode brought to you by America's number one sports book, FanDuel. And now is the perfect time to download the FanDuel app, become a new customer because new customers get that no-sweat first bet. Up to 1000 bucks. that's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't hit. So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. Safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line, point scores, three points drained if basketball is your thing, or all points in between. Underwater basket weaving anyone. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with that <laughs> same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash on. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more and make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner 
of the NBA. Have you along for the ride on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network with Chris Level? I'm Casey Cowan coming to you from west of the 100th Meridian, where it's really going down. <laughs> uh, Chris, great to be back with you, and great to be talking football again. As Joey McGuire and the Red Raiders in the midst of spring camp, we talked a little bit already this week about some things we heard from. Coach McGuire, but we also had a chance now to hear from Texas Tech offensive coordinator Zach Kitley. Now, you and I have mentioned already this week a couple of the guys at Coach Kitley's disposal that were not there uh, a season ago. And thankfully, if you're a Texas Tech football fan, some of that is going to be within the offensive line, whether by injury or by incoming transfer. You've got some new things to consider, and those we believe are going to add up to potentially some big steps in the right direction for Coach Hamby and his group up front. I want to get to a couple of guys in particular, that being Rusty Stats and that being Cole Spencer and thoughts from their offensive coordinator, Zach Kitley. Here's Coach Kitley first, Chris, on Rusty Stats. He's just an awesome human being, uh, first and foremost. He, he brings a different energy to your offensive line. And everything that he does is a million miles an hour, which we love. You know, clearly, we like to play a tempo here. So the, just him being able to get to that line of scrimmage faster and get everybody else lined up with him. When you watch him on tape line up, it's going to make your, the guys around him say, hey, if the 300-pounders line up that fast, we need to line up that way too. So, um, again, I don't know exactly, 29 starts maybe at center for him. So he just brings a lot of experience. Clearly been in this system. This will be year three for him in this system. So, um, again, just a lot of continuity in what we're trying to do for him. You know, we, we've spent a lot of time on 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 Rusty and Cole Spencer, the Western Kentucky guys, and and, and talking a lot about Dennis Wilburn going to get the move to to right guard now. And I just don't think people really grasp how much of a difference this is going to make having quality there that is really really good. And and I think that I remember Zach saying something about when when they were getting. Um, you know, stats uh, about how you think we go fast now. Wait till you see this kid. Because people think that it's it's the coach and his ability to call the play or it's all 11 guys and ability to get down the field and hurry up and get on the ball. It's really all, all on one guy, and it's the center. <laughs> yeah, how about I the mean, guy that has to actually yeah. snap the ball? Yeah. Don't think about that. <laughs> yeah, it's the center. And I think he – he just has one speed and I think that's just the way he's operated. And, and, you know, he was, uh, he was with Kitley two years ago and obviously without him last year, but it's the same system they ran. And I think, so he, he knows everything that he's supposed to do and, and I almost can kind of be an example and set the standard here because I think that's why Dennis Wilburn deserved a ton of credit last year, because whenever they did get into to tempo scenarios, I mean, Dennis was really good at it too. So I think, but Rusty's even better at that aspect of it. So it just, uh, you know, football is a trenches game, you know, and we talk a lot yep. about quarterback and skill and playmaking and all that stuff. I mean, you know, I, I just think that there's so much better up front and they're telling you this. I mean, I think they were telling you a year ago, 
yeah, we had to go get Cade Briggs and Michael Shanahan and, you know, all, all, all the Cole Spencer and all these people, you know, it's, it's a problem or a position that we're kind of worried about a potential problem. And they were telling you very transparent, like it needs help. You know, we needed to go get Monroe Mills from Oklahoma state. Um, and, and on and on it goes Ty Buchanan from, uh, from, uh, uh, USC. So, and now they're telling you, we like what we've got. We, we really have some quality pieces up front. And I think uh, stats is certainly uh, the head of the snake there. I think it's also a good reminder that uh, every minute that you are on film is telling a scout or a coach oh, something. Yeah. And so breaking the huddle and the way that you're getting to the line of scrimmage, I mean, every minute that you're on film is going to betray something about you uh as a football player so good on stats for coming through on film in that way before we move away from the offensive line yeah let's get back to the guy that was well already here a season ago and one that we mentioned so often only because we wished he would have been on the field had heard about what he could have done for texas tech unfortunately didn't have the best of luck from an injury standpoint we didn't get to see that rocket get off of the ground but hoping to see it this year that is the aforementioned cole spencer and here is once again Offensive coordinator Zach Kidley. I mean, he's ramped up. He, he looks great right now. Um, it was really, really fun for me because you know clearly I'm close with him. And uh, we're out here and we're going through our walkthrough, and him and I were having a conversation, and it felt like him and I almost both came to tears how, he, how excited he was to say he's back on the football team. Just what that means to him. It's been a long time uh, since he's been out here, so um, he looks really, really good. Really taking care of his body. Uh, has gotten every rep so far with no setback. So I, can, I think we're going to continue that as we go. The first thing I want to say is I don't know who's got the Casio watch that I heard the beeping in the background. Thank you. For the, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, come on. It's time to time to update. Time to update. We uh, are talking I, about print guys mostly standing <laughs> around there. They know what a podcast is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, kidding. Yes. I Cole thought the Spencer. same thing. Though. I was like, wait. Yeah, Who's got the antique? Weird. Yeah, just threw me off. Threw me off. Is Casio, is that still a brand? Is that I think you nailed thing? it. I think that's okay. the best. I don't know if it still is, but that's exactly the brand okay. that would make that sound. Yeah, that's right. The the, <laughs> the black rubber band deal. You get them right at the front of Walmart. They have them in a glass case like they were special. And they would that's just right. write like G-Shock on it to make you think, oh, man, we could charge you $50 more for this one as opposed to the other. Anyway. Um, I'm more of a Shock G guy. <laughs> The one who put the satin on you. Okay, that's another digital joke. digital underground. I like it. I like what you're doing. <laughs> yes, that's right. RIP too. I think by the way. That's right. Um, yes. Uh, so I, I think with Cole Spencer, I think that everybody felt like when he got here a year ago, they weren't, you know, and I, and he didn't go through spring. Uh, but I think that everybody had said Hamby and Kitley and best offensive lineman. That's him. That that is the that is the best one we've got. We know what we've got there. And then as we got, I remember, I remember saying something to you, uh, and I can't remember if it was early August or as we got into the in the August a bit. And I I said something like, "Man, Cole Spencer may not play." And you're like, "What? What did you? What you know? Repeat that?" Yeah. And and, and you kind of. And, and maybe well, we didn't start this thing until late August, so maybe this was even actually into September, and we were just kind of wondering if, if this would be he would just be out for a week or two. But no, it, it was uh, it was a scenario to where I think it was really hard for everybody involved, not just Cole, but I think Stephen Hamby, Zach Kitley, that entire group, yeah. because I think he's the epitome of consistency. 
and he's kind of a, a quieter guy. He's not wild and crazy, but I think very mature. Uh, I think he looks the part. I think that you'll, you know, again, it's going to make Monroe Mills at tackle that much better because he's got Cole Spencer next to him. So, again, I just don't want to overstate how big these two Western Kentucky kids are, but I think uh, Stephen Hamby and, and Zach Kitley are, are certainly sleeping better at night knowing they're both in Red Raider uniforms now. Well, you got the bonus layer that I really kind of forget here or there um, with stats and being a, a, a newcomer right now and his previous familiarity with Zach Kitley and what he likes to do. Obviously, that was Spencer as well. So I think there's maybe a little boost there that you wouldn't have otherwise as far as familiarity goes. And I was just thinking, yeah, it wasn't only hard on, on Zach Kitley or Stephen Hamby. How about – uh, Tyler Shutt, Donovan Smith, and Baron Morton was pretty hard on those guys as well to have to kind of put it together there with the uh, smoke and mirrors at some different points uh, in 2022. But man, hopefully some of those dudes paying off with mucho fruit in 2023. Let's stick with football, but get to something that I'm really excited to hear them discussing already. You and I have touched on it many times on this show before this guy decided to become a Red Raider. And now that some of the coaches are seeing him in person, apparently living up to the reputation of speed. But first, today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. The Built March Madness bracket has arrived. I know you got your favorite bar or puff, and now's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorite and maybe be a winner in the process. You know, I'm voting for that churro, baby. Team Churro 2020. Three, let me know where you're at at BuiltMarchMadness.com. When you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you're going to be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. And not only that, but one Locked On fan is going to get a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your doorstep. You can't beat that. you got to try Built right now. If you haven't before, Built is the best protein bar ever for real. So amazing. You're not even going to think they're good for you. What makes Built Bars and Puffs so good for starters, all high in protein, low in sugar, covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right. Real chocolate. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff churro like me or go your own way and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick at BuiltMarchMadness.com. Let's stick with football, but get to something that I'm really excited to hear them discussing already. You and I have touched on it many times on this show before this guy decided to become a Red Raider. And now that some of the coaches are seeing him in person, apparently living up to the reputation of speed. Talking about Dre McCray. This is offensive coordinator Zach Kitley on the guy that has some saying to me, Chris, Visions of Jakeem Grant dancing in the coaches' heads. And that's always a great thing if you're going to mention a guy like that. There have been some great ones who are diminutive in stature, but not in impact. Um, Thurman, Grant, and some others I'm going to miss here or there, obviously, in the history of Texas Tech football. And maybe this cat is going to be the next one to join that category. Dre McCray, the new addition from Austin P. Is that right? Yes. Austin P. And here's his offensive coordinator, Zach Kitley talking speed. Kind of funny today. We uh, we probably got sacked in a team period, but we end up launching a deep post, probably 60, 70 yards downfield, and he tracked it down. And we just haven't seen anything like that probably around here. Just true speed like that, probably since a Jakeem Grant type guy. Um, 
you know, from you know, I know I was not here for a few years, but uh, he can really, really take the top off. Another guy that loves football, student of the game. Um, and, you know, we're going to try to use him in multiple facets too, slot outside, uh, try to give him some speed toss, maybe put him in the backfield a little bit. So, uh, you know, he's different, uh, trying to learn a little bit as we, as we go because he's got a lot on his plate, just a newer guy. But, man, you're, he, he's got a different gear that we haven't seen around here in a long time, and that's been awesome to have around. My, my favorite part of this media setting was it's actually Tim DeRuder, the defensive coordinator, has asked something along the lines of, hey, is there any of the offensive guys that are kind of sticking out to you or whatever? And he kind of – the first thing, he smiles and he goes, yeah, number 10. Uh, <laughs> he goes, I don't know I don't know his name even, but, uh, yeah, he, he can really run. Like he kind of – his eyes lit up and he kind of – <laughs> he stated, I think he's talking about the, the one play that, uh, that Zach was talking about uh, right there. Yeah, so I, I, th- I think uh, Jakeem Grant was a quickness video game gadget kind of guy. Like, you know, stop, start. I mean, just kind of had some Barry Sanders, had a little Dante you know, Hall. Yeah, exactly. Human just joystick. Kinda, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I and I, I don't know if that's necessarily Dre McRae per se, like that part. But I I, I think the top end speed is much faster than Jakeem was. Jakeem was mm. fast. He was football fast. I don't think he was like, you know, running away from people or getting behind the defense. I just think his quickness allowed him and and angles and all that. So it's yeah. Not, once he had that step on you, it's not like yes. you're going to catch him. But I get what Correct. you're saying. Straight line. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So. Uh, but but I, but I think I think Dre is a guy like Jakeem too, and I think that's where the comparison starts. Is that let, let's let's let him major in everything. Let's don't you know make him just only this. I mean, inside, outside, uh, you know, ha- handing it to him, tossing it to him, throwing it to him. Uh, you know, all, having all him squat different- in the center and just <laughs> yeah. running yeah. in when nobody's there. <laughs> that's that's right. That's right. Running the yeah. flex bone. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just I, I think it's a new it's a new toy, and I think that this see this is the kind of kid though that allows Miles Price to also do that Jakeem Grant type stuff too, because everybody will tell you over there that Miles is really taking a step forward from a maturity standpoint. Like, not that he wasn't before, but I think he he also is – look, at some point, all athletes – well, I say all. A lot of athletes get it, and, and it just kind of clicks. I don't have a lot of time left. I've got to take this seriously. This isn't necessarily just about fun anymore. Yeah. This is about winning. This is about – doing the extra things. Do I want to keep doing this after college? And I think Miles is kind of entering into that that territory. He's been here for a few years, kind of was the young guy, kind of been dinged up a bit. Well, now he's got a guy like Dre McCray. He's getting a bit older. And so now it's it's. I, I think he's starting to mature uh, overnight. And I think he's starting to grasp the magnitude of, you know, the, I don't have a lot of eligibility and time left here. And and, and, and my team needs me and all those things. He's a great kid. Um, so I think that Dre McCray, if anything, he will help Miles Price take some pressure off, uh, maybe push him, all the above. But I think uh, – and that that's the fun part. That's when you bring a kid, you know, a player in, and it, you know, the rising tide lifts all boats kind of thing. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, Dre McCray for sure. Number 10, as Tim DeRue recalled. <laughs> Look, it, it widens the margin for – error for everybody offensively 
the quarterback, the O-line, the offensive coordinator, when you got a guy who can sometimes take chicken spit and turn it into chicken soup. And <laughs> yes. Grant could certainly do that. And we'll see on McCray. I couldn't pick the guy out of the lineup. So what can I tell you right now about him? Well, nothing other than we're hearing really great things about the lightning-esque nature of what he brings to the football field. All right, good stuff there, Chris. Appreciate the insights. And, man, before we are out of here, throw two more, right? Because Tim Tadlock and the Red Raiders are headed to Austin, Texas this weekend. And if you think that it was like a football variety or a combination of Chris Beard and Mark Adams, basketball variety that caused the Longhorns to tuck tail and run off to the SEC, you were wrong. It was actually Tim Tadlock that run this entire thing for Texas, Chris, because as uh, the Red Raiders and Longhorns set the square off in a Big 12 three-game series in Austin this weekend, you'll be coming into it with Texas Tech winning four of the last six against Texas, looking for their third straight series win in Austin. Has been a series mostly in recent years that's been taken by the road team, aside from a team at home that has Kurt Wilson. Kurt Wilson, flashback, flashback, flashback. He's not there anymore, thankfully, for the University of Texas, unfortunately for us. But Tim Tadlock, once upon a time when the Longhorn said, hey, coach, got plenty of greenbacks over here for you. You want to come to Austin? He said, you, I'm staying in West Texas. And then commenced to smack them around. <laughs> Tim Tadlock is truly the reason why Texas is taking their ball and going to another blacktop, Chris. I just wanted to make sure we made note of that. It's totally Coach Tadlock's fault, I believe. Yeah, and you, you, you're you playing this series with that one of your key uh, relievers or maybe your key reliever because of uh, some nasty language. Uh, so, that yeah, I know that's uh, – What, did he use the wrong pronoun? <laughs> that's a bit uh, frustrating. No, I think, he t- I think he told somebody to go sit the bleep down uh, after, <laughs> after, after he struck him out. He was trying uh, to show a lost fan to their seat. <laughs> the ushers were falling down on the job. Don't wander around. The dugout right. is that way. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Ridiculous and so soft from the conference. Yeah. But, uh, you know, this is it. I'm wondering if maybe with your mark in charge, you know, from New York and these guys, I don't know if you've ever heard the New York or Boston uh, alphabet, but it's like can A, can B, can C, can D, can E, can F. And I actually was taught that by a quote-unquote professor at Texas Tech University and Institute of Higher Learning, if you can believe it. Uh, but I'm wondering with your mark maybe in the mix that we'll loosen it up a little bit on the language uh, across the conference. Your mark won't even bat an eye at something hey, like that in the future. We're about to start playing games at Rucker Park uh, in downtown <laughs> right. NYC, right, right uh, near Brooklyn. And I, I guarantee you that language that uh, stated on those uh, courts, not exactly PG. I mean, come on, man. I, I just don't want any more public reprimands anymore. Like, you know what? No more. Yeah, I, I don't want any like, Shane, 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 you got some explaining to do. I Wear the scarlet letter. Yes, I don't, I don't want any of the reprimand anymore. Um, and I'm okay with some colorful language at times. I need to be careful about that uh, on occasion. But, yeah, if we're Rucker Parkering this thing up, man, you know, if you strike if you strike somebody out and you, and you've been getting talked to or whatever, you can show them to their seat and tell them where to go sit and maybe add some spice to it, some mustard, whatever. And just think at the conclusion of this weekend, which by the way I believe is broadcast entirely on that turd of a network, yeah. the Longhorn Network. If you got it via subscription, I'd say find a way to illegally stream it just for fun. Don't even worry about it. If you got it, turn that channel off. Go find another way to steal it from them. Um, but you've got a chance here, Chris, 
to remember upon the conclusion of this series, there have been roughly 130 to $140 million that have separated the resource and monetary investment between these two athletics departments when you try to take it from them all over again. Looking forward to that this weekend and plenty more hoops, obviously, on tap. We're back on the other side on Monday to digest all of the above and maybe a few things in between with your head coaching search, which rolls on, sort of. Chris, thanks for the time all week, man. Enjoyed it. The insights, perspectives, appreciated as always. Yes, sir. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Calvin. Have a good week. Keep hope alive. Indeed. And thanks for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Make Locked On College Basketball your second listen right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your one-stop college hoop shop on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. That's Locked On College Basketball for your second listen. For Chris, I'm Casey. Have a great one. We'll see you for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech.